This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Crack that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to Make It Rain, hosted by me, Josh Smith. I'm a journalist and presenter, and I've been lucky enough to sit down and have unfiltered conversations with some truly incredible people. I know from my own personal experiences how powerful talking and crucially listening to others is. And without a doubt, my life has been changed by the people I've spoken to over the years, some of whom you'll hear from in this very series. I am so excited to invite you to join me each week to meet amazing queens who have overcome challenges in their own lives. They're open up about their journey they've been on to harness their power and wear their crowns with pride. I really hope you'll feel empowered to own your own story and make it rain in your own lives too. In this episode of Make It Rain, we are joined by Outer Banks star and teen drama queen, it's Madeline Klein. Madeline found fame last year when she starred as Sarah in the Netflix teen drama Outer Banks, which is basically the OC for a new generation. And in this episode, she opens up about how overnight fame was actually a double-edged sword. Her fame also came after a number of years of struggling, which began when she left her hometown to move to LA, which saw her bedding down with bedbugs and not knowing where she was going to sleep next. During our chat, Madeline also gets candid about rebuilding friendships after experiencing a mentally abusive relationship. There are so many inspiring words about resilience and the enduring power of friendships, and I hope you find this episode as powerful as I did. Crowns, at the ready. Hiya, babes. Hello. I mean, you're my lockdown crush, babes. This is what's happening, isn't it? We've got this love affair going across the Atlantic. <laughs> We're long distance for sure. You've literally gone from like 5,000 followers on Instagram to like 4 million. Like your star has like exploded. How has that been for you? It's um, it's weird, to say the least, because uh, it, it's you know, in, in in quarantine, the only thing we really had to gauge how the show is doing was social media, and yeah. so you know, if like the numbers on the screen, you know, they they're great, but it's all it's really useful, but at the same time, it doesn't feel real. Um, it feels. I don't know. It, it, it just, nothing really feels tangible right now. It doesn't really feel like a real thing. And so it's, it's crazy, you know, now, now when we go out to like, you know, the store to get food or, or supplies or anything, 
you know, even with masks on, you know, people will be like, oh my God, you're on Outer Banks. Like, oh, you're, you're Madeline. Like, and it's, it's weird because, you know, you, you've got a mask on, you've got a hat on and you're just trying to get some ramen for the night, you know? And, mm. and people are, are stopping you and, and it's, it's weird to go from like completely anonymous to, you know, people knowing who you are. And, you know, it's a, it's a weird phenomena, you know, when, someone knows who you are but you don't know who they are and you know they you know they're calling you by your first name and or your nickname and uh and wanting to like talk and and, and stuff so it's it's we it's strange it's very odd um to for, to have the show do what it's done in this climate how on earth are you looking after your mental well-being at this time when so much stuff is changing yeah it's it's definitely that's like a that's a, a tough one for me um, is, is keeping track of my mental health because I am not the best at keeping track. I'll I'll go like a thousand miles an hour and then realize when I'm absolutely burnt out that I need time. I need space. Like I need to recharge. And, um, and I'm, especially with the show, you know, we were, you know, we were on social media posting like, you know, twice a day, you know, just trying to get the hype up because we just, we didn't know. And we wanted, we obviously wanted the show to get out there. We wanted people to see it and enjoy it. And and obviously, you know, we love job security. And so, um, and so for like the first month there, we were just going at a thousand miles an hour. And, um, a, a few weeks in, I just realized like I was tired, like, you know, and being on the phone, you know, two to three times a day, and answering the same questions and and whatnot, it, it gets it gets um, it gets very exhausting. And so, keeping track for me, like I've I've had to set a time daily, um, like an hour, two hours, where I take I turn my phone off. I'm not on social media, and I do literally whatever. If it's I don't know playing video games, or if it's meditating, or if it's just literally staring at the wall, or reading, or not doing anything just so I have the time to reset um and and meditation is kind of a new thing for me because I just like I remember feeling like I just I feel like I felt like my anxiety was closing in on me and I just Mm. felt like I just felt like you know just very um claustrophobic and so I started meditating and deep breathing and I I think that's helped a lot but I think it's just like it's so important to find your ritual and find those moments throughout the day to keep yourself sane where you center yourself and it's literally whatever it is it's different for everybody it's very personal mm. have you always been quite an anxious person or is it something that's come out during this time it definitely flares um you know it flares up when there's a lot like overstimulation um and but i've al- i've always struggled with anxiety like ever since i you know was young like i didn't know how to identify it when i was younger because i didn't quite know that I was dealing with anxiety um as like a chemical imbalance or depressive anxiety and so but I recognized it as I got older and started to go into therapy and and started talking to other people about it and you know thinking about thinking back on times where you know I I had some sort of meltdown or panic attack or breakdown it's like oh that was anxiety and so it's it's been a learning experience for me Especially, you know, in situations where if there is so much overstimulation, for me, it comes out like social anxiety. Uh, I get big, big, big uh, social anxiety. When I get overwhelmed, I shut down like completely, which is it's not necessarily healthy. I think sometimes it benefits me. Um, I think sometimes it's 
you know, it's good for your brain to just be like, yo, you need, you need to chill for a second. But I think a lot of times, um, when I get overwhelmed, especially by something negative, I shut down and I don't necessarily stand up for myself or speak up or speak up for, for someone else. And that's something that I'm learning to combat. Um, and I'm learning that the more I speak, the more I talk with other people, the easier it gets. Mm. What have you learned about the power of talking about your situation, especially from like going to therapy, I guess, what's the kind of lessons you've taken from talking about your experience I think the lessons I've taken from it are just you know there is there's power in talking about it there's power in words and there's also you know there is also a sense of community that you miss out on when you don't talk about it because more often than not you know people are going through their own things and people can relate you know, like people, you know, a lot of times people are going to be like, I feel the same way or I, I've gone through similar situations and you talk about it. And there's that sense of, you know, that strength in numbers kind of thing. And it, it makes you feel like when you're feeling some type of way, you know who you can reach out to. You know you have someone to hold on to and you know that they would do the same. And I think for the longest time, I think especially to I'm an only child. And so for me, um, you know, I'm I was very, very quiet growing up. And I, you know, I've always had a very, very close circle of friends. And so for the longest time, I just felt like something was wrong with me. Like, I just Mm. felt like there was something like genuinely wrong with my brain. And so I kind of isolated myself from people because I, you know, you have those cyclical thoughts, like, you know, no one's going to want to hear about my, my problems. I don't want to be a burden to anybody. You know, I don't, I don't want them to feel like they have to listen to me. Like, you know, what I have to say is stupid. Like it's dumb. Um, just like those really negative thoughts that are just cyclical. And I think, you know, as I got older and, you know, going to therapy and also, you know, just just reaching out, just taking that first step and, and talking to someone about how I feel and just being genuinely honest. Because you, like, I was amazed by, you know, just saying to my best friend at the time, I don't know how to really verbalize what I'm feeling, but let me just start there. It just starts mm. with, you know, I don't know how or what you know how to say what I'm feeling or what to say but this the this is the best way I can describe my feelings and you know I I appreciate you hearing me out and you know if you have the mental space for it and I think that's kind of where it all started and I think I just want people to know that they can do the same you know you are not alone in you know at all in any capacity I think that's such a powerful thing to have realized, especially when you're coming into this situation where you do have this insane platform now, and you are really going to be someone who's going to use that for the greater good. And that is such a special thing to do. And this is what this whole podcast is about. It's about talking, it's about sharing, it's about listening. And one of the things when I listened to you the first time, when we first spoke, that really stuck with me was the level of determination you showed from your own guts to get to LA. And that story like stuck with me afterwards. I was like, wow, this girl is so determined. She wants to get out there. She wants to achieve things. I think that was such a special thing to hear. Like talk me through that journey because you like left college, you sat your parents down and you were like, I need to go to LA. I need to pursue acting. Like in that time, what did you learn about your own personal power? Do you think? I think in that time, um, it was definitely scary for sure because I was, I was leaving behind, you know, my home, what was comfortable for me. 
Um, I, you know, I was leaving behind all my friends. I was going, I was coming out to LA completely cold. I had never been here. I, you know, I didn't really know anyone here. And so I think, um, I think, I think part of me was absolutely scared shitless. And then the other part of me also just had no idea, like was still extremely naive and so I was like, yeah, I'm just moving to another, you know, it's, it's no big deal. Like, it, it was just another thing. It was, you know, it was just, it was very, like, it was very much of a formula for me. It was, you know, you pack your car up and you plan out your road trip. You know where you're going to stop for gas and you go. Like, it just felt very much kind of like, you know, I had it, I had it, you know, it just felt logical to me. Um, but I think, you know, the thing for, you know, having to sit my parents down and, and tell them what I wanted to do. And that's not to say that they haven't been supportive throughout this process, but at the time I knew that, you know, at least with the way that they grew up and, you know, the ideas that they had for themselves and their lives, you know, going off to LA to pursue a dream in the arts was just never something that was in their reach. It was never really in their purview. It was not something that, um, that people normally did. And so, you know, for them, it was scary. And, you know, it was, it was a, a big, big transition. And so I think, I think for me, just the thing was just like having that conversation, just being honest with them. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm lucky in that I have parents. I'm very, very grateful because, you know, regardless of what I choose to do, they hear me out. And that's, that's something that's really special. That's something I'm very grateful for. They're, they're wonderful in that way. And, and as I've gotten older, they become more of um, like mentors and friends to me than people who tell me what they think I should do. But it's, um, it's interesting. It, it's, it's definitely, I think um, finding your voice is, is an interesting, it's an interesting journey. It's, an, it, it's extremely personal. Uh, and I think especially now, for me, you know, having the platform that I do, I see a, a lot of young girls on my platform and they have access to social media and the world in the ways that I don't really remember. For me, I, I had, you know, I, I always watched the news, you know, I always tried to educate myself on what was going on. I always tried to, to read and to learn and to listen. Um, but yeah, with, with my platform in particular, I just, I do feel I know, I, I remember what it was like when I was a teenager on Instagram and I feel the responsibility for girls and for young kids like that. So going back to what you just said about your parents, babe, do you feel that mm -hmm. they kind of passed a crown onto you that made you realize you wanted to use this platform for the greater good? Absolutely. I think for me, I think especially for me with my mom, she is a very, very outspoken person. She's very much, she, she's a bit of a live wire. Um, if she doesn't believe something is right, she's the first person to say it. Um, and she's, she's very much of an extrovert, whereas I'm very much of an introvert. So for, I think growing up, like she, she always very much overwhelmed me a bit because, you know, she was just, she's, loud and she's a little bit all over the place but I think as I've grown older I appreciate those lessons that she led by example where if if she didn't believe in something she always stood up and said something if she didn't um if if she saw you know the mistreatment of someone she was always the first one to defend them um she was always you know when she was 19 just like I did 
she hopped in a car and she drove out to California because she she wanted a change. She wanted something better, something bigger for her life. And so I think by her leading through example, even though it overwhelmed me when I was younger, um, I appreciate now those lessons that she taught me. And I think in that way, she did pass that crown to me. Yes. And now she is wearing that crown. With pride, mm-hmm. honey, isn't she? Thanks, Mama. <laughs> and we're going to be talking more about your personal power and everything Outer Banks after this break. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome back to Make It Rain. It's me, Josh Smith, your host, and today I'm joined by one of my fave new people, Madeline Klein, and we've been talking everything about personal power, therapy, lessons you can learn from talking, listening, and also activism, and who has passed the crown onto her. And one place she's wearing that crown with pride right now is all over Netflix on Outer Banks. And one of the most amazing things about that show is this is very, like, very representative. How important was that for you going into this project? It was, oh, it was super important to me. I mean, that's, I've, you know, I've turned down plenty of auditions or roles um, just because, like, I, you know, I want to fight for diversity in casting Mm. in the industry. Um, and, And so I... It was very important to me, you know, especially, you know, especially seeing the casting and seeing how just absolutely amazing like, we have an incredible cast. Like everybody has these pieces of themselves that they've put into their characters that make them so personal and so relatable and so real. And um, every like every single one of our cast members are, you know, just in- incredible people. And so, you know, that that was important to me. Because I think as well, like, it's so important to have a message like this where right now, because this show is kind of about bridging gaps between two different communities, right? Like oh, two yeah. different, mm-hmm. like, warring factions of the same community. And that is so important, especially given the context that we're living in now, isn't it? Do you find mm. it's taken on new meaning for you in this context we find ourselves in? It absolutely, yeah, that's, see, that's the thing, um, you know, obviously, you know, times are extremely emotional right now, um, and the climate we're living in is, is a bizarre one. We're going through some, a very strange cocktail of events, 
and emotions are high. And I think, you know, I was already extremely proud of, you know, the, the message our show, um, stood for, which is bridging a gap between, between communities and, you know, lifting, lifting the, the stigmas on labels, you know, and, and, and bridging those gaps and, and not judging people by a label per se, you know, judging them yeah. for who they are and their characters and, um, and accepting them. And I think, you know, right now that's a, that's a message that we are experiencing loud and clear. Um, and it's, you know, it's a heartbreaking one. Um, and I think, you know, I've, you know, just been making sure to check in on, you know, on all my loved ones and friends. And, um, but it's, you know, it's an important message, I think. And I think, you know, it's, it's important. It's relevant. I Mm. think, you know, it might not necessarily be particularly about, you know, the climate we're experiencing or the, 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 um, the situations we're experiencing right now. But I think, um, I think it's important that we continue to spread that message and spread the message that, we are we stand together in solidarity we and that we support and we are allies and we we love you and we might not understand but we hear you and we respect you um and i think you know i love that we have a message in the show that transcends the show which is such a powerful thing to have something like this where the idea of being an ally is so prominent and i think as well one of the things you're touching upon is this idea of labeling right and we still even in our society Mm. today the way we attach labels to women as well is still so reductive how have you navigated that for you personally outside of the show in your own life uh I think you know for for me it's it's so interesting because if if, you know if if something doesn't feel right and I want to say something I almost get, you know, I, um, I think when I first, especially when I first started ha- like speaking out, you know, or, or saying, you know, jumping in, you know, and, and saying something didn't feel right. I got scared. Like I, I gen- like my heart would start to beat fast and I, you know, I, and it scared me. And I remember sitting back and thinking like, why do I feel like that? Like, why, why do I feel scared to speak out? And I think, you know, I think a lot of times women, you know, women and, and children um, and, and, and minorities also are afraid of speaking out for what conflict it might bring, you know, making people uncomfortable, um, you know, and potentially hurting someone's feelings or, you know, not being liked. Um, those are all reasons why a lot of people I feel don't speak out and or they're afraid of the conflict and I think you know the time is has come to you know I think these times have really held up a a mirror and I think you know for me I've been reevaluating and and really like and really you know evaluating and and telling myself like it is important to speak out doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you know if someone doesn't like you it doesn't matter if you hurt someone's feelings you have the right to speak out you have the you have a voice and you have the right to use it When you think back to a time where you felt nervous or anxious about using your voice and ultimately you pushed yourself to do it and it actually became a very positive thing, can you remember a time when you've done that, where you pushed yourself to do that? 
Absolutely. I think, um, when I first, when I first moved out here and I was, you know, kind of dealing with an, um, an abusive relationship, um, you know, I had been, because of that relationship, I had isolated myself from a lot of, Mm. a lot of friends and, um, and it hurt a lot of people and, you know, I hurt myself in the process, you know, because when that relationship ended, um, I felt like I, I had, yeah, I felt like I was kind of on an island, you know, and far away from, you know, people who, you know, I was friends with or cared about me. And, um, and I think it, you know, it did create fear that if I went to, I I was afraid to, to speak out or reach out and, and, you know, apologize because I felt like there's no way, like I, I blew them off so many times or, you know, they, like I, you know, we got into an argument, like I defended, I lied, you know, for my, my partner or my, my boyfriend at the time. Um, like it's just, and I, I, you know, I completely changed as a person, I feel like for this person. And, um, Uh you know, I ended up reaching out and, and, um, reaching out and being honest about what was going on. And, uh, I fully expected to, (laughs) to, um, have the relationship that bridge be burned and it didn't. Um, and that was, that was actually, it was pretty recently, like a long time had passed between that particular relationship and and these friendships and the bridge was not burned. And, you know, it, it, it helped, it helped because people, people understand, you know, and people, it's so, it's so much easier to have a conversation and ask for, you know, forgiveness or understanding and, and give that. And then it is to hold a grudge. And one of the really powerful things you referenced in what you were just saying just now was about friendship and how friendship can be a very long lasting thing. And no matter how, how much time passes, you can build bridges with certain friends and friendship is such a powerful thing. And it's a very powerful topic in Outer Banks. Yeah. And I know that the Outer Banks cast have basically become your extended family haven't they mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. amazing has that friendship been for you it's been it's honestly been such such a lifesaver to be honest with you I had I don't think I've ever had a community of people that I connect to and that I love as much as I do as this cast it just feels like this unicorn type of situation where mm-hmm where, you know, it's just like the right people came into your life at the right time. Um, I don't, like, I can't even, you know, even in high school, you know, I I don't think I ever had people who I genuinely wanted to be with all the time, you know, and and they're just, they're really, really wonderful people. Yeah. It's like, that so reminds me, because I was thinking the other day about when I was younger, I didn't really feel like I found my people until I was like, in my like early twenties. And then I met my people and I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And then once you you meet your people, you almost find yourself. Do you feel like you found Mm -hmm. yourself now? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I've definitely like these, these are my, these are my people. This is my, this is my tribe, if you will. Like these are the people I would do anything for, um, these are the people that I know that I can call up at any time and they're going to be there for me. I know these are the people that I can crash at their house for three days in a row if I need to. Um, like these, you know, these are the people that, you know, you know, I, we just, they're like my ride or dies, 
Um, and I feel like in, in a way, like being around them has given me like almost like a freedom to be myself in a way that I haven't experienced in a friend group yet. You know, I always felt like a little bit, you know, a little bit judged for this or, you know, I, I, you know, this person doesn't really like me or, you know, whatever. I don't know, just petty stuff. But the, the group is so incredibly non-judgmental. And, um, everybody is so extremely accepting and, um, and loving. And so in that way, like, I, I think I definitely have gained like a confidence and a freedom to, to just do my thing. Um, and to, and they, and they respect that and they love that. And it's, it's a really wonderful feeling to be fully accepted. Do you feel like you wear your crown with more pride than ever before sat here today? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Always. Yeah. Yes. I uh, I do. I absolutely do. It's something I um I'm very very proud of of what the show has accomplished. I'm very very proud of my cast members. I'm um and I'm very proud of of the things we're doing and uh I'm also super happy I got to talk to you again. <laughs> same I I literally could listen and talk to you forever I think you're just the best like this is like becoming like a fangirl situation (laughs) because as well like I just think blush oh honey I always have that effect on the girls (laughs) (laughs) you know how it is (laughs) and now at the end of every episode I ask my guests in the reign of your life what is the one rule that you will always live by? Speak up. Say something. Um, doesn't, you know, don't, don't let your anxiety quiet you. Don't let, you know, people who are afraid of your opinion quiet you. Um, speak up. And if, if you feel like something is wrong, say it. Um, if you ain't wrecking, you ain't racing, baby. <laughs> I love that well do you know what gives me a lot of joy is talking to you and seeing your star get bigger and bigger and I just think after everything you've talked about today very powerfully and emotionally and I just think you're such a great empowering person for people to be growing up with right now thank you so much babe for taking the time to do this I appreciate it so much yes are you kidding me always thank you so much for listening babes i hope you enjoyed this conversation just as much as i have and you're going to take so much away from it and if you haven't already subscribed make sure you subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast from so you'll know which amazing queen is joining me next time And make sure you share this around your friends and get those conversations going because we need each other more now than ever before.